Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dream Space. I'm your host, Kira. And this episode, I have an amazing friend on. Her name is Zena. I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to talking to her all about her dreams of dancing in Europe, the urge to travel, um, experiencing other cultures, and what it means to be happy, creating new habits, breaking bad ones. There's a lot to cover, but I'm really, I'm so excited. Hi, Zena. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? How's your week off been? How's this past week been? It's been really nice. I've gotten to do quite a few things. It's actually been really busy. So yeah. how about well, you? It's been good. I've actually, I've been like busy, but doing more of those like fun kind of like hobby things, like, you know, just like writing, you know, just like kind of those like comfort things, which have been really nice um, yeah. and just relaxing. But yeah. Nice. So I'd love to give the chance for you to introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about um what you're up to and and yeah just so the listeners can get to know you a little bit okay um I'm 19 years old and I'm currently dancing at the Victoria Academy of Ballet with Kira Mm -hmm. um in the post-secondary bridge program and I'm also working in admin at the dance school and then also I have a waitressing job so busy busy but very fun no (laughs) a busy Zena um I, I love it. I just want to kind of jump straight in if that's okay with you. And mm-hmm. I love to talk about the dream of dancing in Europe, but kind of starting from the beginning. So your mom was a dancer. And so maybe, I don't know if you were a child, maybe that's, you know, how you got introduced to dance. Um, but what was it that made you kind of fall in love with dance, keep going with it? And then, yeah, deciding that you wanted to do a, a post-secondary program in it. Yeah, my my mom was a professional dancer so she kind of put me and my sisters in really early Mm -hmm. at the age of like I think three um and so we just kept dancing it was just something like I I was always doing Mm -hmm. um and then other things dropped like soccer and Mm -hmm. the piano lessons and it just kind of became only dance and then even my sister stopped dancing so it was kind of just me Mm -hmm. um but I kept I kept loving it but it never really I never really thought of it as an actual career until kind of the beginning of grade 12, because that's when you're starting to think about everything after high Mm -hmm. school. But um, yeah, and then I was still doubting it for quite a while. I remember that. I remember because I remember in grade 12, like all of us being like, are you doing bridge or are you going to, you know, apply for (laughs) university or um, because it is kind of a weird like yeah what do you choose to do and and so I think it was a really valid point you brought up just about like it wasn't kind of till grade 12 you're like oh maybe I can you know give this a shot in a career so yeah it was kind of in that grade 12 year you know continue talking about it It was grade 12 and you're like yeah this is what I want to do yeah yeah it was grade 12 was when I decided it but I will fully admit until probably three months into bridge I was Mm -hmm. still like I don't know if I can do this Mm -hmm. um but this year my love for it like just kind of grew a lot more so Mm -hmm. I'm very much wanting to do it now yeah Yeah. I feel like I feel like bridge has really done that for a lot of people like it's even surprised myself like I guess because it is so much it's I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in a professional company. So this is kind of, the, maybe, maybe it's nothing like it, but it feels more similar to what it would be like than like a PTP program. So it's been, it's been really exciting. And I think we've had, despite COVID and everything, we've had an amazing chance to like 
I don't know, like, I feel like we've just really experienced a lot. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And it's, like, grown my love for dance more in a weird way. I don't know. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even even though it was kind of less in a way this year, Mm -hmm. it was still so much more. Because it almost gave us more time to, like, be creative and Mm -hmm. just really not only do, but also think in what we were doing. No, completely. And like, I think you're right. Like we had, like, I'm so grateful. Like, We've had so much more time this year than I feel like other years have had to be more like creative, but like self-exploration. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I'd love to talk a little bit about that kind of going off topic a tiny bit, but like, you are so creative with your improv <laughs> and you're creating. And I'd love to talk a little bit about your, like your process a little bit. This is kind of random, but I'm just, I love it. Like when you or going off to I'm all over the place here but do you like <laughs> contemporary more I mean, it's, you can't really say more than ballet can you because they're so different so maybe that's yeah. a really unfair question but um your contemporary improv is incredible and you're like what you create is so cool and so tell me a little bit about like your process and then yeah tell me a little bit about like is it ballet is it contemporary like what do you what do you see yourself vibing with <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah no of course um For my improv process, it Mm kind of really depends on how I'm feeling and like the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll usually, I'll really try to take what Angela says, but also kind of, Angela's our contemporary teacher, just a little side note, Um, (laughs) um, really embody what she says, but also embody it in my own way, if that makes sense. Like instead Mm -hmm. of just taking on what she's saying, I really tried this year to not say not necessarily change it but like no, make I, it mine yeah no, I I know what you mean like it's kind of like you're going to interpret it slightly different than the person beside you is going to mm-hmm. but we're all kind of aiming for the same thing at the same time um, yeah no I I think that's really cool and and yeah so you you love your contemporary and improv mm-hmm. and you love the ballet when when talking about dancing in Europe, is it kind of one of those things where it's like you're just going to audition for both ballet and contemporary companies and kind of see what happens? Or do you see yourself um, starting in ballet? Like we've had this conversation before where it's really common that dancers kind of start with ballet and then maybe end with contemporary or maybe do both. You know, like do you have you thought about that? Obviously, it's very, it's all dreams, you know, but it's kind of <laughs> about, yeah. Have you yeah. thought about what direction you'd want to go down? Yeah, I have. I, at the beginning of the year, I definitely thought more contemporary because I was a lot less confident in my ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards not to say pure classical ballet, but yeah. um, more a contemporary ballet. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe ending my career in more contemporary kind of transitioning because, like you said, it's really hard to transition from contemporary to ballet. Yeah um so do the ballet to contemporary um because I've also like in the past two months when we've had that choreographic exploration class on point Mm -hmm. um really been enjoying creating movement on point which is very different than improving in contemporary um but yeah so I think I'm leaning towards ballet right now like more (laughs) ballet but yeah we'll see I don't know that's so exciting I (laughs) I find it so exciting because that's kind of 
the direction that like I'm definitely like into and stuff and I think you're so right about the like I don't know contemporary ballet is so cool because I think even though it's hard to find contemporary ballet companies it's like it's which is so weird because I feel like it's like every dancer's favorite style yet it's like yeah (laughs) still so hard to find but it's because it's like that perfect like you still need your ballet technique and you need that kind of like very like pristine you know like it has that element to it but then good contemporary ballet dancers you can tell are also good at contemporary or like they have that kind of like flow and rhythm and um no oh I think that's so fun yeah I could definitely definitely see you going off into that that's so fun yeah so I'm curious you brought up to me kind of this other passion and love for travel and kind of experiencing other cultures and you even mentioned to me possibly living on a boat I'd love to talk about if this kind of passion for travel kind of came alongside dance or if it was something completely separate and now dance has kind of opened up that opportunity for travel. Were they kind of two separate passions or because they kind of help each other a little bit? Yeah, they do help each other. Mm -hmm. I think they started more separate just because whenever I was traveling, I wasn't necessarily dancing Mm -hmm. um, because I would travel with my family or... And what really kind of started my craving for more traveling, I Mm -hmm. guess, Mm -hmm. um, was when I did an exchange in France. And I didn't dance, sadly, for the three Mm -hmm. months that I was there. But it was just amazing to be completely immersed in a completely different culture. What age did you go to France? That's so cool. It was grade nine, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, so the year before you came yeah oh, the year before so I cool. moved to Victoria yeah Where, that's so cool whereabouts in France did you go it was the south of France near Bordeaux oh that's yeah. so beautiful oh my mm-hmm. god yeah. wow it tell me more amazing. yeah tell me more about that experience um at first it was very I don't want to say hard but like just daunting. having to yeah daunting yeah. just like moving away from my family for that long that was like the first time I'd been away from my family for more than like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just being having to like talk in a completely different language all of the time and express mm-hmm. myself and how I wanted to was very hard because school French is very different than like living 24 seven. Yeah, French, no, completely. Makes sense. yeah, no, completely. Because even like I mean English is even so complicated like how we talk to each other is so much more kind of like it's like casual which is like in school I mean I took a little bit of French in school but it's not very like casual talk like it's kind of I don't know and I honestly like I don't remember anything I learned from school like in (laughs) French which is awful and maybe if I practiced more I would have but yeah no I completely understand how that could be crazy like talking in a new that's why you're so good at French though I'm always asking you. That's why it's rusty, but yeah, <laughs> I try. I'm trying to keep it up, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then just having to like go to school in France was very different, but very eye-opening. And then, yeah, it was just all in all, kind of the first big experience that opened my eyes to other places. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. That's really cool. And so. Mm-hmm thinking about now like and with dance and not dance like in traveling is it kind of you like the idea of kind of Europe because of maybe your experience you had in France or do you just like because you could you could pick 
I don't know, South Africa or uh, Australia, you know, there's so many places in the world, but is it, um, and those are kind of two very random places, but do you, <laughs> you like, yeah, you like the kind of lifestyle of, of Europe? I mean, how could you, yeah. I don't know. I yeah. love it. It's so fun, but yeah. I know me too. I, yeah, I think it's like the lifestyle. I could just picture myself living there mm-hmm. um, and then visiting other places. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I can picture myself living there or honestly here on Vancouver Island but I think that'll be kind of a later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe I'll move back kind of thing yeah. but um yeah I just love the idea of being in Europe mm-hmm. and being able to just also because I feel like because Europe's kind of a lot closer together you could just travel a lot easier so yeah, no it's so true yeah that's kind of no, that's just, it's so different than kind of over here where it takes like a million hours to get to like Toronto. Like it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But like in Europe, you're right. Like you have kind of that ease, you know, easier access to different countries. And and even then, like each country has such a different culture. Like it, it is really cool over there. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and so and quickly, let's talk about this living on a boat. Where did that <laughs> come from? Because I know you... Um, you love like the ocean and you know marine biology and all that sort of stuff and so it's quite fitting with living on a boat but I'm curious Mm -hmm. like this kind of is this a recent kind of thing or is this kind of been a dream I guess or an idea since you were young um I'd say like most of my love for the ocean has developed since I moved here because I came from Calgary Alberta so that's kind of nowhere near an ocean Yeah, yeah um but so I think since I moved here, I I loved just the idea of being in the middle of the ocean and being surrounded by it mm-hmm. and just not necessarily relax. Well, it would be relaxing, but because I just find it very calming and soothing. Like that's the place I go if I need to mm-hmm. like really wind down and just take a breath. Um, so I really would love one day to just live on it for even a month just live on a boat and that'd be so cool yeah and maybe even like travel to a different country on Mm -hmm. the boat like I don't know but yeah and do some scuba diving and like all that stuff I just can envision myself just vibing on a boat (laughs) no I think that's so fun and I feel like that's like you need those other little kind of like passions and things that are completely different from dance almost like as that escape and I could totally see you like even like sometimes it feels like dancers maybe never get time off but you can even do it for a couple of weeks like you know like go off living on a boat and like I don't know yeah. I feel like it would that would be such a cool experience and I could totally see you doing that like that just fits you so well oh yeah I like I've been thinking about it and mm-hmm. like just in between on our breaks and yeah. while we're dancing like just going and like living on a boat in the Mediterranean or like I don't even know yeah no that sounds oh that sounds beautiful that sounds so nice um so I kind of want to get a little deep for a second um (laughs) and this kind of I don't know I'm gonna start we're gonna start light and we'll see where the conversation takes us but Mm -hmm. I kind of want to start talking about happiness and kind of in particular you know what what makes you happy in life, um, but also kind of connecting happiness with dance. Um, Mm -hmm. You're such a hard worker. Um, I think all dancers are known for putting pressure on themselves and setting kind of 
standards that are slightly unattainable, but that's also kind of the fun of it. Dance, you have this relationship with dance. It's like a love-hate relationship. It brings Mm -hmm. so much joy into our lives, but I think we can be completely honest and say it also brings so much stress and anger, even if we want to go as far in saying that. So how do you kind of manage those feelings? And obviously, like, no one's going to be perfect at this. It's still a process and it's a journey I think we'll be on for our whole entire lives. But how do you kind of manage finding happiness in something that still kind of brings stress? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I hope I I explained that well. But um, let's just, yeah, let's just start, start talking a little bit about what do you, what does happiness look like for you in dance and in life in general? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was a lot. So take your time, yeah. you know, start where you no, want. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's definitely a, how I deal with it is a, like managing the love hate relationship with dance is a day by day kind of thing mm-hmm. um, for me anyways, because some days are a lot easier. Like I'm just really enjoying myself and like really just dancing through the movement. And then other days I can tell right when I get up, it's just like, Oh, okay, today I'm just going to think about really not judging myself and giving myself some extra love and just Mm -hmm. really try to only focus on that today. Um, Because once I find, once I get into a negative spiral, it's really hard to get out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, so managing the love-hate relationship I don't know I just I think I'm still figuring out how exactly yeah yeah but but I I love how hard dance is and how rewarding it is when you get something Mm -hmm. when I say right I like it's hard to get something right in dance but yeah yeah to achieve a goal in dance or but it's also yeah sorry I'm gonna interrupt for one quick second I think it's even when like the process starts feeling rewarding Mm -hmm. like I think sometimes it feels like the process and the journey you're getting nowhere and you're just like what is happening but even when you just like the little things even when it just starts to feel like okay you know what like all this time or all this practice or no you know what I finally that correction I got finally is like clicking and making sense like those little things I think makes it so worth it you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just all those like little baby things that happen during the day, during the class, during rehearsal, and just then also taking that in mind. And when you're having a really hard time with something, I like to try to think, I'm just going to do the best I can right now, and I will get it one day. If I do the best, like my 100% today is not going to be the same as the next day, Mm -hmm. and that's okay, and I'm just going to do my best now. And eventually I'll get there and it's a process. It'll happen Mm -hmm. Um, instead of the, oh my gosh, I can't do this now. Even though sometimes I still do that, like in that negative spiral, it's like it gets so hard to just climb out and keep telling yourself I will get there even if I'm not there right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's like, it's a hard thing to do though. (laughs) It's such a hard thing, but I think... You did such a good job at explaining it and I think sometimes it's also like we have to remember like we love to dance because it's also like just dance like we I think and we've had this conversation kind of before but it's like remembering like um we have a 
a teacher, um, Michaela Wallace, and she talked about like remembering to dance, you know, like you're a child dancing, that sort of thing. And I really liked that because I thought it was like, sometimes I feel like we get so caught up in like the corrections or remember, oh, we're trying to have a job and dance. Okay, so we got to be this and the best we can and always be doing this, you know, like, but sometimes it's like, no, but I actually just like to dance because I just like moving Mm -hmm. or I just like the music or I just like, and I find some days it's like, yeah, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm waking up, I'm like, okay, it's one of those days. It's like, well, just remembering, well, you're just, you get to do what you love to do. Yeah. And there's not very many people that get to kind of like wake up and go off and do what they love to do, Mm -hmm. which I think is very special. That is so true. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I get to dance every day, even Mm -hmm. though some days it's like, uh, I could really use a day in bed, but yeah, um, yeah, (laughs) I still love it. And yeah. And when Michaela said that, it was just so not necessarily, it just lifted like weights off my mm-hmm. shoulders at least mm-hmm. because it just gave it gives especially in her class it gives me the chance to just kind of like go for it without yeah. necessarily thinking about necessarily how it looks yeah 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 um but yeah and that's and that's another thing just with that I've been really trying to focus on as well in the whole happiness aspect of a class is for dancers we almost get more upset when we're not getting criticisms oh it's so true and corrections yeah. mm-hmm. and it's so hard I can imagine being a teacher like you can't always be giving one person corrections like every exercise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as a dancer if you don't get one you're like I'm doing something really bad and so I've been really trying to give myself corrections and take mm-hmm. not necessarily more value from my own criticism but give myself value in that if that makes sense instead of just relying on the teacher so yeah I'm on it I'm so glad you brought that up because holy (laughs) that's so relatable like I I even remember like even like especially when I was in like PTP and kind of first at VAB and I remember I used to tell myself like okay you know I want to have like get like two compliments from a teacher but like three or four corrections from a teacher you know Mm -hmm. like and it's like that kind of you want to be noticed so you get corrections because then it feels like almost they then want you to get better you know what I mean like it's kind of that and so it is difficult when you start getting less and less corrections and Miss Turner one of the director of our program she kind of says it quite often like when you enter into a company you're not going to be getting corrections and so I think it's so important what you just said about finding value and the like correcting yourself and that's just as powerful and meaningful because I think sometimes I walk out of a class and yeah if I didn't get I say in quotations like noticed or I didn't get corrected Mm -hmm. you do kind of feel like oh so did she just think I was doing so bad she just didn't even bother to correct you know which is is us getting into our minds and probably not at all the case whatsoever but (laughs) I think that's such a good point you brought up about kind of yeah like I think as we get older it is about like and we're also like more wise like so we are able to correct ourselves and I think we have to trust that our corrections like are good sometimes do you know what I mean like I think Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know like I thought that was a really good point to bring up I think a lot of people could probably relate to that because I think it does change as you get older yeah yeah because you have to start you you know your body best and you have to start giving yourself corrections and like kind of a uh, like a self-critical yeah and like specific points to focus on in cl- in a class and mm-hmm. things like that that's something that 
you start to develop when you get older. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, and I think, no, it's really interesting. And like kind of in like the opposite direction, it's then also being able to be like, okay, you know what, that correction actually doesn't work for me, which I feel like mm-hmm. is sometimes difficult because sometimes um, you can like find yourself fighting corrections, being like, okay, like I totally get it. Like I could write a whole essay about it. Like I totally understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. my body, like I just can't do it. Yeah. Like do yeah. you ever, you experience that sometimes? Oh, like a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like another, that's another thing that I've found this year is I've been able to understand my body better and understand mm-hmm. myself better and then change the correction mm-hmm. to apply to myself more. Mm-hmm. And another kind of relating back to happiness a little bit is I used to compare a lot more Mm -hmm. like compare myself to others or compare myself to what I was seeing in the mirror which isn't necessarily like the truth in a way yeah yeah yeah, completely um and so it's been nice to like start to be proud of myself Mm -hmm. and like tell it's almost like a trick it's like a game that I have to play to tell myself I'm proud of myself Mm-hmm. or to tell myself that I'm doing this really well or that I'm beautiful or like this is kind of a general happiness thing but mm-hmm. and so and even if I don't fully believe it in the moment it helps to kind of like change that perspective mm-hmm. it's kind I of I don't know how I got onto that it kind of didn't no, quite connect but <laughs> no I love I think that's a great little like natural segue into kind of the next thing I want to talk about but okay. I think you no know, you're so like like almost like fake it till you make it sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I think telling mm-hmm. yourself that you're proud of yourself or kind of already being like, I don't know, like I love telling myself sometimes like you've already succeeded. Mm. Oh, um, I love that. Because I think sometimes like, and sometimes I do it at the randomest things. Like I'll, about, I'll, like, I'll be about to do like a pirouette or something. And I'll be like, you've already done your double. Now just like go mm-hmm. for it, you know? Because I think you can get so caught up in being like, this isn't going to work or this doesn't look good or you already look bad or you know like and same with the comparison thing it's so easy to be like oh she's over there doing all of that like why am I not doing that like and and then you forget about all the good things you are doing and mm-hmm. I've had friends you know say to me and same to you Zena like there's people watching you being like oh I wish I could do that and I think we, we yeah. all forget that like we forget that mm-hmm. we're being well watched I mean in a positive way um just as much as we're watching others yeah yeah that's so true yeah and it's so easy to forget and just get so wound up in yourself Mm -hmm. yeah especially when we're like surrounded by such like talented hard-working people is Mm -hmm. like it's so like because everyone's so good so you're just like oh my god like she's so good like she's doing this and that and and oh it's so easy to get caught up in that and but I think it's like I mean this is a pretty like common I don't know I don't know if it's cheesy I don't think it's cheesy but it's like um comparison is the thief of joy mm-hmm. and I love that because I, it's so true like as soon as you stop comparing yourself you immediately are happy and as soon as you start comparing yourself I feel like you just kind of you lose your own personal connection to why you love to dance I think a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so true yeah and it's like in whatever you're doing too it doesn't necessarily have to be dance Mm-hmm. that you oh, lose yeah, you lose that connection within seconds mm-hmm. of comparing mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so if you don't mind I want to share a little something you texted me um 
And then we're going to dive into talking, kind of continuing on about happiness, but breaking breaking more into kind of talking about creating new habits and kind of breaking mm-hmm. old ones. And I feel like that's kind of a nice connection to happiness because I think that kind of, that brings happiness into your life. Um, but before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about something you said, and it was, my greatest fear is not achieving all that I want because of limiting myself. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful because I could relate to it so much. And I think dancers in general can and any artists and probably anyone in their day-to-day life, but it's because it's a personal art form and like kind of that self-driven um, profession, I guess you could say mm-hmm. it's, there's so much self self-doubt I feel like in it. And it's so easy, kind of like what we were just saying to get wrapped up in negativity and, that's only going to limit yourself. Tell me a little bit kind of about what, yeah, that little kind of, um, that little quote, I don't know. Can we call it a quote? We can call it a quote. Zena's quote. I loved it. I thought it was so powerful. So please, yeah. Elaborate a little bit on that if you don't mind. Yeah. I, I think like what you said, Dan, dancers tend to, because we're perfectionists, it's very much like there's a really big fear of failing Mm -hmm. at least I found for myself anyways Mm -hmm. um and I would get so wrapped up in this fear kind of prior to this past the past like five months I'd say um that it would it would stop me from taking a risk and trying something new or just going for it full out or it would yeah it was just so limiting and then I was it would put me into my head and so mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be happy and I would be all negative and then I would even be upset that I didn't go for it yeah um but it was just that that fear of failing or I like to think of it because I'm still struggling with handstands yeah. <laughs> um and there's just there's this feel fear of falling over mm-hmm. and so you don't you hold yourself back just that little bit and you're almost there you're so close but Honestly, that's such a good, that's such a good, um, wait, what's the word like analogy for life? No, that's not, is that the right word? What do you, uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. You know, like when it's like, I feel like life's like a handstand, you know, like I feel like you're like trying to balance at the perfect point, but if you hold your back at all a little bit, like you're just not going to get to like that, that easy spot where everything kind of falls into place. I think Mm -hmm. that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm still struggling with the handstand Mm -hmm. part, but I've been able to kind of apply that and think about that with other things Mm -hmm. just because yes, you might go too far and you're going to fall over, but then you know your limit in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like you hurt your wrist. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hurt my wrist. So, and that like shows you your limit and your cap. And then you just got to find, like pull it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so things like that. And again, kind of coming back to the handstand for me, it's like a mental, it's a mental game mm-hmm. because I know I can do it because I've done it. Mm-hmm. But there's this, that really big fear holding me back. And I, I just, I guess I'm, this is my greatest fear because I know it can consume me so like quickly, so much. So, yeah, so quickly mm-hmm. that, I know it would limit me in all that I want to do. Like even in going to Europe, like 
if I don't stay excited about it, I know my, that fear mm-hmm. of like not being able to do it will consume me and then I'll play it safe and mm-hmm. not audition or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting fear to have. It's an interesting fear to I ha- guess. And yes, it's interesting, but I also think it's so common. You just happen to like mm-hmm. word it so great, but um, I think, um, no, I don't know. Like I can relate to kind of that, like staying excited. I think it's so easy. Like, of course we're nervous. Like mm-hmm. we're all nervous. We already know we're nervous. Like, you know what I mean? Like everyone's nervous. So why yeah. not let yourself be excited about it? And we're mm-hmm. nervous because we care about it and because we want it so bad and that's exciting. And so, and I think you kind of have to shoot your shot and go for it. Cause yeah, otherwise you are going to be left with kind of like, Oh, why didn't I just try? Like, yeah. And I think that's one of my like greatest fears is not just like trying to go for my, the big crazy dreams I have because like, mm-hmm. okay, well maybe not every single one's going to come true or maybe, you know, things fall into place slightly differently, but it's like, at least you tried. And I feel like we'll all surprise ourselves yeah totally yes like I think we're more than capable of achieving um I don't know what what we almost fear like if I feel like we're kind of like oh god I don't know if I could do it or "Ah, I don't know but Mm -hmm. it's like why not just go for it and see what happens you know like Mm -hmm. we're all in it together um but no I love it yeah yeah and like in the past five months I've really tried to do I I say five months and I don't really know how long it's been but I've been really trying to just like take that on and like trust that my dreams will happen in a sense if I not forget about the fear but if I push it aside in a sense and just really go for it Mm -hmm. because the younger me would not never take a risk like Mm -hmm. and it it was so limiting Mm -hmm. but yeah like you said just kind of to know that even if you won't necessarily reach your exact dream Mm -hmm. you're going to get some of it or you're going to it'll take you somewhere else and it'll be just as amazing as you were yeah and I feel like it will be just as rewarding because you know that you you still were trying to like to reach mm-hmm. towards your your dream um yeah and I just want to say like I know you kind of said five months as kind of a random <laughs> number but honestly I think this year like it you're like this sounds, I don't know if this sounds weird but like and obviously maybe people listening have never met you but I don't know like your energy <laughs> is is so like I don't want to say different from when we were in high school, but like it, you are just so positive, like, Mm -hmm. and you are so like, you've changed so much as like an artist, like even just me, like, you know, watching you like these past, like I'll say five months. Um, it's (laughs) like, it is crazy. Like, I feel like you've gotten so much stronger, like, you know, it looks mentally and physically and it is really inspiring. It is honestly. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kira. Oh, no, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. No, I feel, I feel stronger too, mm-hmm. like, especially mentally, mm-hmm. um, just because that was one of kind of my main goals this year. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be a goal for life yeah. pretty much is like, but um, yeah, I just definitely compared to high school. I, and in high school, I have some regrets, I will fully admit, because I basically, yeah, I basically went to school, came home went to dance, came home, mm-hmm. did homework, went to bed. And that mm-hmm. was like my life mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily enjoy it. So mm-hmm. it's been fun rediscovering what I enjoy this year and then really working on 
loving myself in a in a in a way I guess Mm -hmm. because I never did Mm -hmm. um and yeah just really working on the strength Mm -hmm. aspect of dancing and then also mentally so yeah Yeah. um and so I'd love I'd love to end the episode off with talking a little bit about those habits then so kind of Mm. what habits have you created if you don't mind sharing and maybe habits that you've uh, you've broken or maybe even any suggestions that you think people could start doing I know you're really into kind of your meditation um and your journaling and that sort of thing but are there there habits more recently you've created and old ones that you've kind of said goodbye to (laughs) (laughs) yeah um the probably the biggest one I can think of is journaling like I used to like I have I have a lot of journals but Mm -hmm. reading through the older ones Mm -hmm. they were just kind of listing events that took place which is fine like that's that's okay but I've found it helpful and really enjoyed journaling how I'm feeling or how I feel about something that happened Mm -hmm. or also just kind of like positive manifestations um and quotes I love quotes so I write so many quotes in my journal Mm -hmm. um and then I've really gotten into yoga this year Mm -hmm. and kind of mindful movement practices um but I'm having that's one of the habits I'm trying to really like include in my week or even day to day is but I don't have a lot of time yeah it's a hard which is the, the hard part um and then and the then the other one was kind of working on not spiraling mm-hmm. or when I get into a negative spiral how to stop yeah. it or kind of ease it ease out of it or just even accept that it's going to happen if it's like if it's meant to happen mm-hmm. kind of thing if I need it to happen um and just accept the emotion that's another thing that I was working on a lot this year is instead of pushing it away or pushing it deep down is really just accepting it embodying it being okay Mm -hmm. with crying um and just letting that not engulf me but letting myself experience Mm it um and yeah habits though I'm having a hard time making all the ones I want to right now because I I do have a long bus ride so that's kind of taking a lot of time from my day but um and then we just have busy lives but I also think like don't put pressure on yourself to like feel like all these habits need to be like perfected within like the next couple Mm -hmm. of weeks like I think you can write these kind of lists of habits and goals that you want to work towards like you know work towards being like the best version of yourself and so forth but it's like there's also no rush like I think mm-hmm. you will find time to have all these habits like nailed down. And before you know it, they will just be a part of your life. But I even find myself being like, maybe a habit is that I need to get better at is just like resting and being okay with like not mm-hmm. doing anything and be like, that was productive. Like I, like, I think it was yesterday. Like I honestly, I did not do too much. And I remember ending the day kind of feeling like unsatisfied but then mm-hmm. also being frustrated with the fact that I felt unsatisfied because I was like, it's like you have, we have enough days in our lives to make ourselves busy. Like we're going to be so, so busy. Yeah. Like we need to be a little bit more grateful for those evenings when we are like in bed and we're like, okay, I didn't really do too. Like, I feel like we're always creating stuff for us to do. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. And like, I love 
the thought of just giving yourself the permission mm-hmm. to rest because it's it is so important and that's been another thing that I struggled with in yeah. the beginning um but yeah it's been nice to do that too so oh. yeah but yeah I new habits yeah I think the biggest one was mm-hmm. the mental mental new habits this year but that's, yeah. that's a good one to have though that's a big one that's good yeah that's a big yeah, one to work on one. no but I love it um I kind of have one more final question I want to ask you and I ask all my guests this and okay. so please take your time mm-hmm. um to think about the answer um but I want to ask you what do you want to be remembered for um now yeah take your time again like I don't know if you if you <laughs> listened to previous episodes but some people you know will say something you know something small or maybe it is something more specific um but what does what does Zena want to be remembered for? Take your time. Or maybe you have an answer right away. Um, I kind of thought about this a little bit before because I do listen to your podcast. So um, <laughs> I there's there's a couple things. I mean, I'd love to be remembered for my dancing, mm-hmm. um, but I, it's not necessarily my top priority because for me, it's more, I want people when they meet me or when I share friendship with someone in my life I want them to kind of remember me as being true to myself and grounded Mm -hmm. and being there for them but also there for myself which is I think very important like you can't you can't be there for all of the people you love but not be there for yourself which is also something I struggled with before but Mm -hmm. I'm getting there um and then I guess just kind of leaving a positive, supportive impression on the people I meet, kind of. Definitely do that. Like, I think that's, um, but kind of what's beautiful about that kind of wanting to be remembered for something like that is like, you're going to be kind of working on that your whole life, I feel like. So mm-hmm. it's something, and it's so beautiful. And I think, you're you're already there like you leave such an impossible impression in the room and your energy like I said like it's it's incredible I love it oh thank you Kira (laughs) thank you so much for being like on this episode I don't I'm so I've loved it so much it's been so fun um I hope you've enjoyed it was it good oh yes very much so I love talking to you that's so good (laughs) thank you so much and thank you for the listeners for tuning in this week Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you feel inspired. Um, Yeah. And I'll see you. I'll see you next Monday with a new episode. Thank you, Zena. Thank you. (laughs)